good to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome back to episode 244, uh, one day late on May the 17th of the Dave's I Know podcast. We have the regular crew here. Jess, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. MJ, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful as well. Fantastic. Uh, we're going to dive right in because we have a lot of, we have two games to talk about, two games to preview. Lots of other stuff as well, uh, weirdly enough, in this in this crazy week. So let's just jump it right in. Uh, Loons 2, Crapids 1, a U.S. Open Cup victory that brings us into the fourth round, uh, the round, or sorry, the quarterfinal round. Um, no, no, round of 16. My bad. Uh, so we win. We go to the round of 16. Uh, match kicked off in the first half on Wednesday, despite huge storms coming through, I will, I will point out, I was, I had no plans of going to this game. Uh, I played soccer myself at, at Concordia in the, the, you know, the, where the dome is uh, during the uh, off season. Uh, we finished our game. We went to the black heart. I got in just before uh, Colorado scored their, their first goal. And then all of a sudden, the skies opened up. God reigned on Minnesota, specifically St. Paul. So there um, were some areas that saw hail. Yeah. Luckily I, we avoided the hail here in St. Paul, but uh, Minnesota started with a three, four, three formation uh, in the eighth minute. Uh, Abu Dunladi got scored a goal uh, from the, a, a great pass from our, you know, much maligned Frank Payne, but that put Minnesota up one, nothing. Seven minutes later, Minnesota gives the gives the lead right back uh, to a mosquito, which was he scored off of a free kick uh, from Diego Rubio, who shot it, hit the wall. The wall wasn't able to clear. Miller made some really interesting decisions on whether to come out for the ball. Um, and mosquito just basically tapped it right past him. And my, my whole thought was because I literally I walked in ordered a beer, looked up and Miller was doing some weird ass shit. And as a goalkeeper, I'm just like, what the fuck were you doing, man? Like, what the fuck <laughs> were you actually doing? So I don't know. Did you either of you guys watch this, this little portion of the game? Yes, I did. I found myself actually grateful that I gave in to ESPN plus this time for I just said fuck it I'm just going to do the annual thing so I'm just committed and I quit pussyfooting around with these 12 34 whatever charges whatever I'm in and I was very grateful to find that this was going to be available to me on ESPN plus and I was really excited to watch the game and I hoped beyond hope because sometimes when you're streaming you know it's like weather delay or you know program's going to start momentarily and it just does that for a long time but it's still moving so I still think it's legit and then I realize oh my gosh people are tweeting about like we're not going to restart until tomorrow on Twitter I'm like oh devastating uh yeah so I watched it I I thought after Mosquito you know answered with an equalizer that quickly, I was like, oh shit, now they're gonna be off to the races. Um, but then I was like, okay, I guess weather delay and everybody get a good night's sleep. I just want everyone to know how this fucked up the rest of my week. <laughs> that was the beginning of the end that ended in a uh, missed deadline and tears on Friday. Uh, and in hindsight, I realize now it all began right here. 
with this fucking delay, my unfulfilled expectations left me doom scrolling way into the wee hours of the night. And for gods, hear me now. I shake my 2020 hindsight fist at you because I missed a deadline and I don't miss deadlines. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm kind of a professional thing. I do important things. Time is money and money is time. And I couldn't get those hours back. So. Yeah. Well, I guess to your point, the, the, yeah, the game was suspended in the 18th minute. Um, the players came out to warm up uh, at least once before more lightning. And then the rain just basically made I the surface unplayable. Yeah, no, it was, it was, vis-a-vis the there's some twitter accounts that were talking about it um okay I think yeah ESPN that's Plus. how i saw it too and then but basically the saint saint paul has like an ample amplification and lighting curfew which basically you need to have things done by midnight and so if they weren't able to kick off by like 10 30 or something like that right or 10 59 or something there's like there was like a basically an arbitrary deadline where they mm-hmm. they didn't were able to finish the game or start the game to finish mm-hmm. it by that time mm-hmm um, it needed to be suspended, uh, which sucked for Colorado because Colorado's played at 1.30 on Saturday. Sucked less for Minnesota um, because Minnesota played on Sunday, but we'll talk about that shit show a little bit later. Um, so they resumed the game uh, at 1 p.m. on Thursday. I really wanted to bring my kids to this game, but like literally none of their naps lined up that I could do to bring any of these kids to this game. It looked fucking amazing watching it uh, i was watching it on espn plus uh the crapids were the aggressor who do not probably... sponsor the daves by the way yeah what who doesn't sponsor espn the plus oh just yeah no 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 mentioned yeah. them twice i was I mean, actually able to watch it on thursday i didn't yeah. watch anything on wednesday yeah so the crapids were the main aggressors in the for in the remaining half of the first half probably should have scored two before the first half but you know but for a post uh, Minnesota had a couple of decent opportunities uh, in the 55th minute. Uh, Brent Coleman gets a yellow card. Um, and then right after that, starters, co- starters come- started coming in. Fouls started coming. 83rd minute, Brent Coleman gets a uh, red card, his second yellow on a very terrible tackle on Jonathan Lewis. Coleman had no vision. He did not realize that Boxall was right behind him and had him covered, but he just like stepped into, into Lewis and it was an easy yellow card for the ref, gave Minnesota a red card. And then in the 87th minute, Minnesota scores a goal. Fucking Pablo Renoso. And it was uh, so beautiful. Yeah, Bongi like sort of crosses the ball that gets deflected to Ariaga. Ariaga diagonals in it, diagonals in the ball, ball back to uh, Ray, who opens up his hips, beats a guy, closes up his hips, beats two other guys, and then <laughs> Beats a guy and the goalkeeper, uh, uh, the far post, um, scoring the goal, making it two on Minnesota. And it was Clint Irwin uh, for everybody um, listening to the podcast. Clint Irwin, uh, a much maligned uh, fan. We, we love Clint Irwin in Minnesota. I mean, we love that we can like chatter at him all the time. He clearly was getting, um, we'll talk about this in a, in a second, but. Clearly, the Wonderwall is getting into his head. So, um, so yeah, so Minnesota goes up 2-1 and wins the game. Yeah. I love that the Wonderwall moved over to the Beer Hall section. Uh, photographer Seth Sevenhagen coined the term Wonder Hall. Brew Hall meets Wonderwall. Yeah, but Wonder it's not. It, you don't call, you don't coin that because that's what we fucking used to do is we would follow the goalkeeper around. Yes. This is just like an old school Minnesota, Minnesota soccer. Yeah, thing. but you're not going to call it dark clouds from yesteryear. You're, you're going to call it something. Hey, call it new you and just call it the fucking Wonder Wall. It's the Wonder Wall. The wall moves. We didn't call it the Wonder Wall back in the NFC. What are you talking? Yeah, I didn't know what you're not. Were you're not make. You can't make up. You you also can't make up words for things. If it's like it's we just there was a bunch of people who are super passionate and were doing some really amazing. So you could hear. On crystal the broadcast, clear. you could hear it was amazing. West, West Berdine crystal clear on the broadcast, chastising somebody for going after a referee without knowing the referee's name and saying, if you don't know his name, you can't get into his heart. He turned yeah. around. I because I, I talked to West the other the other day and he's like, yeah, I turned around and said that to somebody 
away from the mics and the mics still pick that up so <laughs> that's what that's that's when you know you're like you know true jackassery is when you are you are le- turning around and telling somebody no 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 if you want to get into his heart you need to know his name and that's how you get into his heart so um i had that in the, the extra time portion the moving wonder wall it was fucking great to see i i was watching this game as well and um I, I watched the first half and then I had, I had to go take care of my kids and do some kid shit and all that. And then I came back and then I was watching the game and we were shooting at the Bruja side. Obviously I see a bunch of flags. I'm like, wait, did they allow flags on the Bruja side? And then it was, it took me like a second, like, Oh no, all the fucking wonderful people went to the Bruja side and they're on the Bruja side now. And then when they were, when um, Colorado was shooting at the Bruja, at the Wonderwall side, it was like, there's clearly nobody there. I was like, Oh, okay. This makes total sense now. Mm-hmm. So, it's fucking fantastic. Good on the Wonder Wall for that. And good on Minnesota United for lo- allowing people to do that. I and- also thought I heard Jesse um, from Minneapolis City. I swear. I thought, I don't know. Obviously. Possibly. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if uh, he was there. Or, or maybe not, but- was, did you only hear Wes distinctly like that? Because I was watching the same broadcast, obviously. I heard Wes distinctly. Uh, there's okay. other people that I kind of, I was like, I can't really place, but like Wes has a but, distinctive voice. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wes also did a callback to 2018, 2018, where we only won 11 games out of 34. We only won 11 games. One of them was at home versus Toronto, mm-hmm. where, where we, where we won four to three. And who was goalkeeping for Toronto that day? Vince Irwin. <laughs> And he brings this up that Darwin Contero chipped him three times. Yeah, that was a fun he, fucking game. He did not bring up that Miguel Ibarra just, you know, dribbled around him once. But you know, those were our four goals. So it was was uh, three by Darwin Contero and and one by Miguel Ibarra. Yeah, all I, right. I remember that one. All right, let's finish this game. Just your post match hot or not review from this game. Hot winning. Coffee is for crapids closers only and get it while it's hot. Not effing with my game face with that weather bullshit. I'm kind of a big shot. I do big things. We've been over this hot cliffhanger endings that emotionally pay off hot also in a very different way. That thunderstorm, that, so like, yeah, weather delay, wah, wah. But the thunderstorm itself, I took some videos. I don't know if you guys, I tweeted one of me being a jackass by myself as usual. Um, That was, I have been literally, the hurricanes I've lived through in Florida had less rain. But if it made that kind of thunderstorm, first big one of the summerish, that was that was maybe the second sexiest day of the year. Yeah, funnily enough, uh, so like I said we played a match over at Concordia, um, and we were able to get done. Every other match obviously was canceled after ours, um, <laughs> but uh, about half of my team was over was over at the Blackheart watching the last five minutes of the game before it was <laughs> postponed, and then <clears throat> and then we like kind of hunkered down the Blackheart for a while because we're like, oh shit. Well- it's really rainy and it's really uh thunderstormy and possibly uh tornadoy so we'll stay here all right uh moving along to the second game of the week seattle three minnesota united one we don't have to spend a ton of time on this game uh we went back to the four two three one we played a three four three if i did not mention that in the in the uh and i really liked it yeah me too (laughs) But we went back to the four two three one because you know Adrian Heath. Uh, we scored a goal. Minnesota scored first actually in this game. Uh, uh, Robin Lude, his team leading fourth goal of the season. There was a ball sort of played in to the box. Knew who missed a clearance uh, that just really dropped to Lude right at the top of the of the of the box. Uh, he finished in front of goal as what Lude is want to do. And Minnesota was up one nothing going into halftime. Then the second half happened, and that was a totally different ball game. Uh, Stop me if yeah. you've heard this before. 
we play Seattle and Brian Schmexer makes better adjustments than Adrian Heath predicts which adjustments Brian Schmexer is going to make or makes any adjustments himself. Yeah. Or he just has better players. I don't know, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So in the 50th minute, um, uh, Christian Roldan is running onto a through ball from Rob, Albert Rusnak. Earns a penalty from Will Trap, and I believe it was Michael Boxel were kind of both uh, converging on him. Will Trap actually gets the call. So Rodon gets the penalty. Uh, Rui Diaz steps up, takes the penalty. Uh, Dane Sinclair gets a hand on it. Uh, and Dane Sinclair, before this penalty, had not allowed a penalty in MLS. Um, but he was not able to get enough on the uh, enough of his hand on the ball, and it goes into the back of the net, which gives uh, evens the score, 1-1 for Seattle. And then about 25 minutes later, Christian Roldan again. Um, again, this is also from Raul Ruiz Diaz, uh, Minnesota killer. There's a loose pass. Uh, Ruiz Diaz sort of hits it to uh, Roldan. Roldan takes sort of a one-touch and then just absolutely blasts it past Dane St. Clair uh, on the left-hand side. Nothing that Dane St. Clair could do um, for, that, uh, for that ball. And then in the 94th minute, uh, Nico Ladero... Uh, just seals the deal. Uh, again, assisted by Christian Rodon. Rodon having a uh, you know a spot in every goal. Um, and this was just a classic Seattle counterattack. Uh, Seattle beats Minnesota three one. We were up one nothing. We were outscored three nothing to end the game. Any thoughts on Seattle versus Minnesota on Sunday? There's not much that. Dane St. Clair could do about the penalty kick. There is something that Will Trapp could have done. And that is know that Michael Boxall is behind him. And Michael Boxall could say, hey, got help or something. You know, something short, two syllables, got help. Anyway, uh, so that sucks. But what I was really frustrated on, well, Don's goal from the run of play, no one comes out at him. And it seems, I shouldn't say no one. Debasi comes out at him, and he and he overcompensates for for his pursuit. So because he goes too far to the to the, to the left, he allows Roldan to turn back to the middle. I get it; that's a clever move. Not everyone can take that one touch and 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 kick back that other way. But Debasi needs to force him outside, and he needs to let if that shot goes anywhere to his left or outside of him. It, it, it can't come inside. And that disappoints me. No, that's 100% fair. Um, Minnesota looked decent in the first half, not going to lie. And then they looked like fucking hot garbage in the second half. So <laughs> um, uh, I'll just say this after 11 matches, Loons are, have a record of 4 2 and 5. It's 14 points. They sit in 10th place currently, but they're only one point behind below the playoff line. Uh, Houston, Colorado sit in the final two playoff points on positions on tiebreakers with Nashville and Portland, um, all four of which have 15 points. So there's literally four teams that are on 14 points in the Minnesota, uh, or sorry, 15 points in the Minnesota United is on uh, 14 points. So we're not like out of it yet, but it's, we're not trending in the right direction. So let's do our Freddie Adus for, Let's just do maybe both Seattle and Colorado, I guess, because th- there was not a lot of uh, good Freddie doing in this uh, in this match. Um, MJ, who do you have for your Freddie Adus? Uh, for well, this for combining the two games, I'll say my good Freddie Adu is Reynoso. I thought he played well enough and up to his hype for the for the two games. If we want to say my shitty Freddie Adu. It's it's really on what I want to call the D boys, um, Damati and Debasi, for their defensive miscues. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I I can't argue with that at all. Uh, and honestly, Bossy guess... back like save a goal. I just talked about why I didn't like Debasi. I know, okay. and I'm telling you. I think you're wrong if okay. what I'm remembering is correct. In I think he did I think he did save one off the line in the Seattle game. Yes. So, so. I Yes. I'm not First of all, I'm not wrong cuz I never wrong. And second of all, 
I'm just following along, following the bouncing ball. I Jess, I assume, out. I assume everyone tunes me out just like I tune out everybody else when they're talking on this pod. Mm. Fair enough. Well, welcome to my world, MJ. If everybody's tuning you out. Um, I would also agree Robin Lude uh, would be my my adieu. Um <clears throat> In terms of uh, shitty Freddy news, I, I'm going to give it to Brent Coleman for getting a fucking red card. Uh, yeah. The dude had no business giving up that foul to Jonathan Lewis. And MJ and on wants to let you know that the Colorado card conspiracy continues. It does. And I, we're not going to talk about it right here. So, nope. just do you, have, <laughs> you have Freddy news for this game? Otherwise, we can jump into Jess's post-match hot or not review. No adieus from me because I... I'm not going to just phone it in and say Robin Lude because I can only remember him actually doing good shit when I try to remember this match. <laughs> and that's not really uh, legitimate. So, okay. No we'll just jump in. Justice post match, hot or not review. Let's go. Fucking party. Peabody award winning. <laughs> Definitely not hot. Leatherface. That's all I can think every time they zoom in on Rui Diaz and it brings a smile to my face every fucking time. Jess, so before you before you go, mm-hmm. you need to know that there is a, a right back on MNUFC 2 whose name is Leatherman. Oh, Last they name should is Leatherman. go to the Halloween costume contest together. Well, well, it's so Carlos there, Leatherman. Actually... Pascal and his brother Carlos. Carlos yeah. is the one who's Carlos on. is on. Yeah, he's on. He's on MNFC two right now. Um, and and so they are not leather faces. They are very young cherubs. Very, yes, exactly. So I just want to make. I just want to make sure that you all understand of collagen that. and all youthful glows going forward. Okay, <laughs> continue, please, Jess. Continue, please. Unattractive announcers who've blatantly given up, like saying. What do they even say? I can't even say it wrong. This is how angry. Oh, say laud, laud, laud. Yeah, like saying laud is just fucking good enough. It's not good enough, especially not when you're telling us how he just scored. People throw shade at Alexi, but I, for one, have never heard him mispronounce a player's name once, let alone repeatedly. Like it doesn't matter. Props. To my boy, fellow Gingy, Alexi Lawless. Turn off. Losing. That's all. It's just, it's just not hot. No comments on Kervin Ariaga's matching. Uh, oh, fuck no. No? Okay. okay. That's beyond Cause... my, that's beyond the pale of my, I mean... I'm, I clearly, that trauma. You, I needed a trigger warning. Okay. So. Yes, I, I imagine I'm, I'm guessing MJ did not uh, partake of this, but you definitely did not, at least at one point in your like when you were, you know, like 16, 17, 18, like bleach your hair and then dye it a completely different Never. color. Never. Oh, OK. Well, I did. Um, it's hard I to tell my lack of did. hair right now, but I, I definitely did that. I never I never would have decided to go um, teal blue. That's my, uh, that's my color of choice. I'm pretty but, sure he was trying to achieve maybe our blue. Yeah, it was supposed to match the kit. Yeah. But there's no way. he. First of all, the only colorist I would trust to even attempt such a feat is mine. And she, <laughs> listen, Patreon content, I'll give you a referral. <laughs> Second of all, right. all, even she, I mean, that's just. It's just all wrong. And it's not even a like, okay, so even if he did get the hue right, it's not, it's not good. It's just not, I appreciate stylistic efforts and, um, you know, but you have to learn to fail quickly and move on. Get something else for next time, Kervin. I can't take it. All right. Well, let's move on. Um to the bigger question stuff. So the MLSPA, um, as we get ready for them, luckily we did this today and not yesterday. Uh, they did their salary dump. 
which uh, gives this us like pretty much they do this twice a year where we get the figures for the players that are playing. Um, uh, so per Andy Greeter, uh, Minnesota United forward Adrian Anu is the 17th most expensive player in MLS in 2022. Um, he's earning $2.68 million up from 2.58 in 2021. Uh, also, uh, per grader, per greeter, the payroll for Minnesota United is listed at 13.2 million guaranteed compensation. Uh, loons were 15th among 28 MLS teams. Uh, 2017 expansion team Atlanta United, the, the team that came in with Minnesota United, is first at 20.9 million dollars. So, I listed a few other players here in terms of what they're getting. Um, Luis Amaria is making $785,000. Bongi making $580,000. Uh, Sonny Dotson, $457,000. Dane St. Clair, $321. Uh, Abu Dinaladi, 142 Kervin Arriaga, $103. Um, there's a few other players. Uh, uh, Fred Emmings is making, I think, I think he's like making like $75,000. Patrick Wea is making something like $65,000 every year. Um, a curve in, uh, or sorry, um, Joseph Rosales is making less than Patrick Wea. I think uh, uh, Joseph Rosales is making like $60,000 this year. So just kind of insane. I agree. But I remember that uh, when um, Brent Coleman was making less money, uh, as a professional soccer player that my wife was making as a banker at U.S. Bank. So these are all good things. I do not ever want to disparage players for making more money than they than people think they're worth because fuck that shit. Get paid. Get paid. Fucking get paid. I would like to remind anybody who wants to criticize a player for making too low or too high the money is one... Uh, you're not their agent, and two, the player did not give them that contract. Correct. The so front office agreed to pay them that if, contract. If you if you are upset at any of these contracts for either they're being too low or too high, um, fucking Minnesota United FC front office, but more specifically MLS, because these are all contracts signed with MLS. MLS is the one who signs all of these contracts, and the fact that they have a salary cap is on MLS. That is the fucking thing. So, um, so yeah. So if, if you think Bongi's overpaid at $580,000, uh, I think also you, you need to consider that that includes his transfer fee and things like that. So, which are not like, these are just, these are, Oh, oh really? One, these are like transfer fees. One sets of numbers. Yes. I think it's, 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 it's amortized of course over the course of like their contract or whatever. So, oh, so yeah. Well, so that, I mean, Bongi doesn't see that transfer fee. No. Meritsburg United sees that transfer fee, but that's what, but that's what the, that's yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. I is. So anyways, it's, it's a whole, it's a whole fucking thing. And people, I I've, I've seen people on Twitter today were like, this guy's underpaid. This guy's overpaid. What are they like Minnesota United fans? I'm like, please stop talking about other people's fucking money, please, because this is not your fucking shit. So, um, I think Dane needs to ask for a raise. Okay, okay, Next okay. Pipe down. Let the big kids talk. Back to Unu. Right, he's the 17th most expensive player in MLS according to these stats compiled and published but market value right is is a different concept than their current compensation you should do a deep dive on transfer market jess ah that it sounds like i want to yeah go to transfer market you can you can create a spreadsheet and compare the loons uh these loons figures with what transfer market says right so before you say someone's over or underpaid you also should be, you know, if you want to sound like you half know what you're talking about, you should be thinking about what their current market value is. Would another team play, pay the same or more for Unu as his current contract with ML, you know, Minnesota United? No. And 
They'd pay. They'd pay nothing for him. No, because he has zero goals, zero assists in eighty-five minutes. So time is. To be fair, to be fair, he does have a goal. Two. He has two goals. He has one goal in the Open Cup, and he has one goal in uh, MLS Next Pro. So to be fair, he has two goals. But you're right. But that's not in the MLS season. No. Is it? No. No. But this. This is. This is why so these this is are... his MLS compensation plan. Yeah. So I feel we should only take into account his MLS <laughs> playing time. I, that's okay. You can't do that. But go ahead. Try. It's fine. Watch. <laughs> I'm coming back next week. Stay no, tuned. No, no, Jess, you are you you make a great you make a great point. Like like what is their current like Joseph Rosales, who is like I think 21 years old. Um, who's only making sixty thousand dollars a year for Minnesota United is going only. to be paid a lot more money very, very soon, and might mm-hmm. actually get sold on from Minnesota United mm-hmm. to another team, right? right. Um, Patrick Wea is making like seventy five thousand dollars a year. He's never going to see the pitch this year because he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, he's making more money than the guy than a guy who's mm-hmm. you know playing for the Honduran national team, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but that guy has he has like a lot of potential, and so there's you're paying for you're that. You're paying for potential. So, yeah, it, it's and then but also MLS has the constraints of salary caps, so mm-hmm. we we can only pay people so much money. So when someone's like, "Oh my God, this guy's com- like severely underpaid," and it's like, "Well, yes, he's severely underpaid because that's what we could get him for," and it helps that we keep him at that contract yeah. because we need, we need we have, we're trying to spend money at some other place. Right. And like, it's not, this is not baseball. This is not, you can't just like spend as much money as you want or, or any other soccer league in the right. world for that fucking matter. Like you can't just spend money wherever the fuck you want. You have to be careful about where you're spending your money. So quick anecdote. Um, we had special negotiation training at, uh, at work last year and we she the woman's from um israel right she tried to use soccer a soccer negotiation scenario with our american and canadian teams who you know first just figuring out that it wasn't american football in this scenario (laughs) it was hard and because they didn't know the nuances like you know, caps and how many international players you can have and all of this. It the the exercise was lost on everybody but me <laughs> and one Canadian uh who is he? I not Toronto. I Vancouver. Think, yes, he's a Vancouver fan. But we made we made really good deals. <laughs> Aside complete. All right. Um MNUFC two played this weekend as well. Uh, they beat the Dynamo uh, on penalty kicks. Um, it was a one one draw, but they beat them on five five four on penalties. Um, Dynamo Dynamo were and are still on top of the Western Conference. Tunes have jumped to fifth. They're one spot below the playoff line. Apparently, there was amazing goal by Aziel Jackson, and then Fred Ebbings stepped up and made a, a really amazing save for the fifth uh, Dynamo penalty kick. Yeah, Emmings played well, and uh, Nicholas Madonka had the assist on ACL Jackson's goal. Nice. Uh, other United news. Uh, so Minnesota United drew uh, Union Omaha at home on May 25th. Uh, 7 Wait, we haven't played them yet. What do you mean we, we drew them? What, we drew them in the Open Cup. We haven't played them yet. How can we draw 0-0 or 1-1 if we haven't played them yet? We drew You're them in the ass. Open Cup. <laughs> MJ, I can just mute your fucking mic for the rest of the time if you want. It's it's up to you, buddy. Honestly, Ooh, it's up to dad you. voice, dad voice. Uh, we drew the Yonoma at home May twenty fifth at seven p.m. in the U.S. Open Cup. We also uh, drew a, a home Everton friendly June, July twenty twentieth at seven p.m. Um, Everton will be in the uh, championship at that point, so nothing to talk about there. <laughs> And then the pitch at Allianz is getting an upgrade to a hybrid system, what? a Des Moines based company. No uh, more natural grass. Yeah. Well, no, it'll be natural grass. 
Don't worry, buddy. Let me let me finish the fucking points here. Okay. Mr. United anticipates the pro- lead. Read the fucking outline. Mr. United anticipates the project will be completed by the end of May. Um, 100% natural grass cover reinforced with synthetic fibers. The fibers stabilize the root zone of the pitch. Apparently increase the resistance of the grass damage, limiting divots and ensuring a more level playing surface. This sort of pitch is uh, at Anfield. It's at um, other amazing soccer places. Probably not at Everton. I go to some part because you know what? Fuck Everton. So, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk about Minneapolis City, Minnesota Aurora, and some upcoming games. You want me to be that type of dude and I want to be who you like me to but we both know i can't do nothing at all all right and we are back the minneapolis city minute we have a couple of minneapolis city games to talk about um very briefly from the weekend uh on saturday both the usl2 minneapolis city team and the mpsl Minneapolis City team were in were away from Minneapolis. Uh USL2 was in Peoria. Um MPSL team was up in Duluth. Uh we got one point from two matches, unfortunately. Uh 2-2 draw in the 94th minute in Peoria and a 2-0 loss up in Duluth to uh the Duluth FC. So but MJ, we had we the draw was at the death, huh? Yeah, well, you and I were both at Utapils for the Duluth game. And that was sad, but we were through social media and through other people that were there representing the city, found out every time that city scored in Peoria. And in the 94th minute, Eli Goldman gets the brace. Eli Goldman gets the brace and saves us one point for the away trip. We get a chance to show them what it's like playing at Augsburg or no at at Breck High School. At Breck. Yeah. In Golden Even Valley. Better. Golden Valley. We become Minneapolis City becomes Golden Valley City for a a, a, a couple of games here. And uh but yeah the this Friday, seven PM at Breck High School, um we get Peoria City here. And then this Saturday the NPSL side is in Sioux Falls, playing the Sioux Falls Thunder. They are technically also, since I mentioned the Golden Valley City, they are not playing in Sioux Falls. They are playing in Harrisburg, South Dakota. So call them the Harrisburg Thunder just to confuse the shit out of them. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure how far away Harrisburg is from Sioux Falls, but probably the same distance from I mean, it's also fucking South Dakota. So who the fuck? Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 a also South- who the fuck cares? It's fucking South Dakota. Fuck up, fuck them. All right, Minnesota Aurora. Uh, I went to the open practice on Sunday this past Sunday, uh, the fifteenth. It was fantastic. I brought my son and my and my aunt. Um, got to watch the team sort of practice and then play a bit of a game before we went. I went over to Blackheart to watch the Minnesota Seattle uh matchup. Um, very excited. The TCO stadium is, a it's a pretty cool venue. Uh, I think it will work really, really well for what they're trying to do for Minnesota Aurora. I will point out if you are driving out there, um, you have to park in a gravel parking lot. That's a bit of a walk from the, from the parking lot to the stadium. So just FYI, um, if you are going to the stadium, uh, just be prepared to walk a little bit. Uh, if you have an eight, if you have an ADA person who wants to come, like I think there's an ADA parking lot, which gets you closer to the stadium, but there's still the the ADA stuff is like a little kind of wibbly wobbly kind of thing. Um, the first match ever for Minnesota Aurora is on Thursday, May 26th at 7 p.m. TCO Field out in Egan versus the Green Bay Glory. I will be there. I probably have an extra ticket if someone wants to go. So. Uh, hit uh, hit us up if you are interested in going to watch the first ever Minnesota Aurora match. So I'm checking right. my date book. <laughs> Jess, obviously you have uh, you and MJ have first dibs on that ticket. So uh, I have a press pass. Oh well, fuck you. Well, you. no, I mean, 
Look at you, buddy. It means I can't be down there cheering with you all, but yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be covering Minnesota. Fair. I support Fair your enough. humble brag. Awesome, fantastic. Well, for soda soccer. Yeah. Cool. Hey, how will you pitch that? You don't. You never do on the podcast. What are you doing for soda soccer? I just got done with a fairly long article about the history of goalkeeper heckling in in Minnesota top division soccer. Uh, so for those of you who just have all the Nessie nostalgia, it's mostly Nessie nostalgia. There's a little bit of, of the Jimmy stuff in there, um, but complete with pictures and some video and hyperlinks. Uh, but yeah, uh, for those gray clouds or people who really like that Minnesota soccer history stuff, um, look for that article dropping soon. Very cool. Where can I find that again? Soda soccer. I think, yeah, it's S-O-T-A-S-O-C-C-E-R.com. Or Soda Sock on the Twitters. Yep, at Soda Sock on the Twitters. Yeah, so. Because we, we got to save our characters on the Twits. Quit at me, bro. Um, did you not read my Minneapolis City article? It's not like I, I told you about it. Not yet, no. So, yeah, I've only right. read one article for them so far. Um whatever reason jimmy rushing made the mistake of liking that article so he asked me to write another article yay all right speaking of uh shit we don't like uh yeah. alliance field on wednesday 7 p.m la galaxy are coming to town minnesota is plus 135 uh draws plus 240 the la galaxy are a plus 180 to win this game we have greg vanny chicharito douglas costa chase gasper Julian Arahu, Kevin Cabral, Sasha Kleshin, and Raheem Edwards, amongst others, coming to town. Uh, what do we, who do we want to talk about here other than I Chase? Talk, I want to talk about Chase. Just, just you should talk about Chase first. Yes. Okay. What did we think the likelihood of him playing in this match, starting versus subbing, might be different? He started the last match against FC Dallas. And mm-hmm. played about 70 minutes, I believe. And then he was subbed out. So did he do I would, good? I mean, he didn't. I mean, they, they gave up three goals in 23 minutes. So probably not great. But so, I mean, there's there's a I think there's a very distinct possibility. He doesn't see the field in this game. I feel like because, it's too close too soon. But it's also, you know, Franco Cavo. Our, our boy Frankie loved coming to play at Minnesota after yeah. he was cut by Minnesota. So now Chase energy is definitely different than, than Frankie Cabo energy. Very but much so. Yes. On all levels. Yeah. In this but... instance specifically as a player, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I guess I could see Chase not wanting to play unless he's absolutely needed. So if he's like, there's like injury or something, mm-hmm. I, I also could see Chase being like, you know what? Fuck you. You decided to go to with Kamar Lawrence. Like, I want to play. I want to. I want to run up and down the left hand side mm-hmm. and show Adrian Heath what I could do. I hope he warms up and I can tell him that I like him now. <laughs> okay. You, you didn't like him when when he was with the team. <laughs> no, not particularly. Okay. I was always very hard on Chase. You know, the Labrador. Was it because he was like a bald and he was like trying to like fight his being bald? And he was right in front of me all the fucking time on the left. Okay. So I saw his mistakes up close and personal. The other fun player coming back to Minnesota is Raheem Edwards, uh, who's the assist leader, I think, right now in MLS. He's playing well. Um, He's playing really well Blast for, from the past. What for was LA Galaxy. Natural left wing. Yeah. Um, didn't fit in well with Minnesota. Nope, did not. Or Toronto. Or I believe LAFC or three other teams. So it's not like he. this was like his only stop where he didn't fit in well. You got to kiss a lot of frogs. Yeah. And you have Chicharito, obviously. Uh Mexican national team legend. You have Julian Araujo, uh, who plays uh, left back for or right back for the uh, LA Galaxy, who's a dual national. I don't think he is actually 
officially confirmed whether he's going to play for U.S. or Mexico. Yet? I don't think he's cap tied. And then Sasha Kleshin, uh former U.S. Men's National Team legend uh, with LA Galaxy. So the Galaxy play a 4-2-3-1. So they basically play the same formation that Heath wants to play. So you know what? Let's, you know, um, Boulder meets, you know, unstoppable object and Kong versus Godzilla. What, you know, what have you, how do we, how do we see this game playing out MJ? Oh boy. On Wednesday of all places. Yeah, yeah. It's Wednesday. We're at home, but we play a really good team and we're not playing well. Um, yeah. Galaxy's not super good. They're, they're okay. I feel that they're weak at the back. They're and, super weak at the back. Yes. And, and, and if, I mean, I mean, besides Araujo, and and if we can have any sort of chemistry on our front attacking four, um, in getting into the right spaces and making the right passes, we're gonna score goals. I, gosh, we're just we're not playing well. We're not attacking well. It, uh, I'm gonna say draw. Yeah, I think that's the kind of the whole point is that we should be scoring more on our on our end and they should be scoring more on their end and neither of the teams are scoring much at all. So um I still think we win this game. I think two one Minnesota. I think we just overwhelm them, hopefully in the first half, and then hold on for dear fucking life. In the second half, I'm, th- I'm thinking the gears are turning. Um, first of all, Chicharito is an asshole. Just let it be known. Agreed, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh that's a winning opinion. Second, I hope Chase doesn't play. I feel I feel maybe I need a more emotional distance. Um. But I'll still say hi and tell him I love him if I happen to be within shouting distance, which happens to be a longer distance for me than the average bear. Um, I I don't know, guys. I don't think we pull this off. I just don't. I think we're in a bad juju spot. I think I'm going to take one for the team and just, just hope for the best. But... uh predicting not not the best i say they pull it out one zero galaxy mm-hmm. okay so you're saying we're gonna lose four in a row shit i just remembered i gave these tickets to my cousin i'm not gonna be there i tell chase that i love him and that Who's going to call Chicharito an asshole? Your cousin, apparently. Uh, somebody better be taking notes. <laughs> oh, it's a podcast. You're going to get this out by tomorrow. <laughs> yes, I'll have it and watch with me. I'll have this out tonight. So um, you yeah. can listen to it on the way. All right. Uh, and then, um, David, are you going to this game or are you playing in like South I think, Central? I think I'm going to be playing in this game or going to this game, not playing <laughs> in this game. So going to this game. I will so call. You're, you're I will call people assholes for you. In, in What's that? The south suburbs. They're gonna have to find a backup goalkeeper. Yes, correct. Yeah. Well, you know, I've, maybe I've, Eric Dick. I've already conveyed that to them that they can. Yeah, they can find a backup goalkeeper. So, all right. And then on Sunday, uh, six p.m. in Bubblefuck, Texas, we play FC Dallas. Uh, FC Dallas has Jesus Ferreira, who is currently the Golden Boot leader. He scored, I think. Nine goals already. Paul Ariola, U.S. Men's National Team player, Matt Hedges, Paxton Pomacall, amongst other uh, very young, very uh, young, young boys. Uh, the FC Dallas Academy doing a lot of good work. Dallas plays a 4 3 3. Um, MJ, how do you, any particular person you're interested in or, or concerned I just hope about? That Greg Burkhalter, longtime listener of this podcast. Head coach of the U.S. Men's National Team has heard what you said about Jesus Ferreira. Um, hopefully, he knows. Like this person's doing well. Uh, 
I don't see us winning this. We we lose. And the question is by by how much? I think we lose uh three to one. I'm gonna say this is where our fortunes reverse. We get the shit kicked out of us by, you know, galaxy. And then it's a wake-up call and people, I don't know, consult their crystals or cards and do some mindfulness meditations and we come together and we pull out a win 2-0 against Dallas. Dallas. It's a Cinderella story. Okay. Um that is that is a Cinderella story that ends with um somebody stomping on the fucking pumpkin because we lose this game 4 to 1. We are not good and Dallas is actually really fucking good. They're um, number 2. I, Number I two. only met, I only mentioned four players uh, in the sort of player coach rundown. Um, that's because all the other players are fucking academy players who've been playing in the system for a long fucking time and know what they're doing. It's uh, a machine. It is a very much a machine. So widget. All right. Uh, so the world also, stuff. Sorry, can I just ahead. say one aside? I have to giggle every time you say Paul. Areola. <laughs> that is all. All right. Should I call him Paul Boobs or what? Yeah, Paul Nipples. Paul Nipples. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, FA Cup final. Uh, there's two FA Cup finals this weekend. Uh, there was the men's men's FA Cup final, uh, which ended in a 0-0 draw uh, after extra time. And Liverpool beat Chelsea 6-5 on penalty kicks. Liverpool still... Still in line for a quadruple if everything breaks their way on Sunday. Uh, they beat Southampton this afternoon, which means basically if they win, if Manchester City loses on Sunday, uh, yeah, and then they beat Real Madrid the following Saturday, they'll be they'll, they'll win a fucking quadruple trophy. So, and then in the women's FA Cup final, the Chelsea. Uh, beat Manchester City three to two. Chelsea, I think this is their second FA Cup final in a row. MJ, if I'm not mistaken, or am I mistaken? Let me check. Yeah. Um, I just want to say the their manager, who I could not remember her name last week when I talked about Chelsea winning the league. So they won the double this year, winning the league and the FA Cup. Emma Hayes is fucking incredible. Yeah, I don't like Chelsea, but I like Emma Hayes. I think she's yeah. a fabulous manager. Also, not surprisingly, Sam Kerr got two goals. So, Makes a lot of sense. And all I want to say is to Manchester City, Haley Rosso, who plays with Sam Kerr on, a, on the Australian women's national team, Haley Rosso, who played for Manchester City, she got one of their two goals. Everton misses you. All right. You know what? Whatever. Fuck you. Uh, all right. Fuck Manchester City. I mean, fuck Chelsea too, obviously. But um, yeah. Hey. Liverpool's quadruple dream is still alive. It will be alive uh, at least until 12 p.m. on Sunday. So if you uh, want to come watch me and probably my wife worry and worry and worry about whether our team is going to win the Champions League, uh, the Black Art of St. Paul on Sunday. I think it, I think games kick off at 9 a.m. So, so David, this is Chelsea's fourth WSL title in a row and their second in out of, uh, FA Cup in a row. Okay. Be out of the last four FA Cups. So, okay. These last four years have been pretty dominant for them. So, fuck yes. them. But yes. I, I, I do think Emma Hayes is adorable. I, I, I mean, agreed. Agreed. Fuck Chelsea ever, all time. Every time, ever, always. So here's the, here's the thing that pisses me off. David. Oh, okay. You know who the president of Chelsea Women's Football Club is? Roman Abramovich. Really? You can say anything you want about his fucking playing career, but off the field, and especially as an advocate for women, that is absolutely horseshit. All right. Well, good to know. Not an advocate right. for women. He is not. He don't know. He's definitely not. Why would you put him as president? What the fuck were you thinking? Oh, because you're a Russian oligarch and you have yeah. nothing else to 
you don't care about that women's team other than you give them a bunch of money. So does that sound right, MJ? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck it. Fuck Abramovich. Okay, we got, we got some fucking answers. Uh, let's go. Um, uh, Disquiet Pessoa, uh, a friend asks, what are the odds Everton were paid by a Ziggy Wolf slush fund to say they're friendly versus the loons was in Minneapolis? Um, this is a funny one. I think uh, they were not paid anything. I believe MJ Anon has a uh, solution or an answer to this particular question. First of all, MJ Anon is has way more wacky things going on about this transatlantic heat derby that you have nothing related to what the Twin Cities are called. But what you need to know, Mr. Paul, is that outside the upper Midwest, Minneapolis and St. Paul are the same place, and it's only known as Minneapolis. And, and that's sad because St. Paul has won the capital. And if you ask David, is too better is the be- better city. And, and I actually got really upset about this in England. And my buddy from Fargo had my high school buddy from Fargo had to pull me aside. He's like, man, like I know you think they're two distinct skylines and two separate cultures and two very different cities, but the world doesn't care. And that's the sad part is the world does not care. And n- not even not even England, like people in in, in New England don't care. So I will say this. Um, they they are two di- distinct in different places. We both know we all three of us know this. Um, you may just, not know exactly where you might be at any given time. That doesn't mean they're not distinct. There are boundaries. <laughs> exactly. You they're not the, be able to tell exactly where they are at the current moment. It's there's generally a river that separates them, but it's not necessarily always the river that no, separates it's them. Really not. Um, Ziggy, I, Ziggy, I've never mastered it. Yeah, Ziggy Wolf is uh, the owner of the uh, Nashville SC, the Nashville, and also the owner of the Minnesota Vikings. He was trying to get a Minnesota or a Minnesota soccer franchise here before it was given to Minnesota United. And he oh. wanted them this to is, play where, David? Where did he want them to play? Uh, their shit ass stadium in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right, right. Downtown. Where is that U.S. Bank Stadium? What what city is that in? I don't know. D- downtown. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. So you won't even say it. That's how much and, you hate. That's how much you hate it. Yeah. Anyways, um. I don't know. There's, I, I, I'm, I am known. Uh, I, I have a, a known presence on Twitter of being very pro St. Paul, anti Minneapolis, and I, I like Minneapolis. There's lots of nice things in Minneapolis, but listen, man, like, don't fuck with St. Paul. Like St. Paul's classy. It's fucking great. It's classy. It's it's old school. Um, it's also not as fucking racist as Minneapolis is. I mean, it's still pretty racist. Let's let's. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Like, let's not. Yeah, we're not gonna. We, it, we're not saying we're not we, racist, but let's like, not our, hang our, our hat on that. One. Our cops are still pretty racist, but um, we're not Maybe. as racist as fucking Minneapolis. So I would say not found to be as systemically so for certain. True. But I am a lover of both. I like variety. It's the spice of life. And but if you ask me if I had to choose one, St. Pauli girl. For sure. Yeah. What I like to hear. All right. Hop Clouds asks, is Heath just going to tank the rest of the season leading up to the Everton differently? So Lampard will take him as a person as his personal assistant. Um uh Christian, if this is the fucking case, then yes, please, for the love of God, I will tank the rest of the season if this happens. Listen, Christian. I don't know what Everton you've been smoking recently, but I've been watching a lot of fucking Everton. And there's no way that Heath losing makes Lampard want to hire him as an assistant. I know we think to get rid of Heath, he has to lose a lot. And so from a Minnesota standpoint, there are some people, not no one on this pod wants Heath to lose, right? We all want Heath to be successful. But um uh, Oh no, Zeller Zeller's hard ready. stop there, buddy. Yeah. Okay. He's, okay. he's plotting sabotage like every episode. Tank or 
even if Heath isn't trying to, to just fail miserably and get fired at the end of the season, that's fine. I want Minnesota United to win. The thing is, is Lampard is not going to fall for Heath claiming, I just need it out of Minnesota. I just need to go back to Everton. So, you know, I threw the games. I'm, I'm really a very good coach. Lampard's smarter than that. Yes. When we're saying Lampard here, is this like Chelsea eight years ago, Lampard? This is, or is this somebody else entirely? This is the same Lampard. This is the same Frank Lampard. He now manages ah, Okay. He now manages I would assist him years. all day long. <laughs> I might have even thought about it in great detail a time or two. Move over, Inchi. He over my. He's got to get through me. Over your alive um, body, MJ. Uh, that's Jess is saying that she masturbates to your your coach. So I don't yuck right. someone else's yum. Yeah, no, I, I I'm not. I'm not. I don't yuck someone else's yum, David. I was not implying that at all. I was like, that's, yeah, no, no. Not a kink. Lampard Whatever. is not a kink. Frank Lampard is a kink, Jess. I'm 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 sorry. Frank Lampard is a kink. So Um okay, carry on because I am now going to Google image search. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Google image search, you're gonna clop. No, no, I know him. Yeah. I don't need to see him. At, so uh our friend uh at La Cribs, uh Andy Schletz asks, who's at fault for these scheduling issues? He uses in quotes, and choose one for the rest of your life. Frank's red hot or Sriracha? Um, so the scheduling issues, uh, Andrew are, they go back and forth between all of us. We, we want to make sure that we're all together as much as we possibly can be. We don't want, we would like to all record together. So it's not anybody's particular fault on anytime we have a scheduling issue. Our main scheduling issue, fucking Andy Schletz is that you and fucking Maggie refuse to show up to the fucking podcast and do your fucking thing. So that's our scheduling issue, Andy. And You've if been it's between invited how many times? No, he, he will. He won a he won a fucking slot. He he gets to be on the podcast. And then if it's between Frank's Red Hot or Sriracha for the rest of my life, Sriracha. Obviously. I don't know about you, Andy, but if I win a slot, I fill it or something. Wow. All right. MJ, somebody make a ringtone out of that. Uh, Frank's so Red Hot or Sriracha. This is no contest for me. Sriracha the whole way because Frank's Red Hot is, in my opinion, very lame or garbage. It's garbage. It, it, it's a poor man's Tabasco <laughs> or a poor man's Cholula. Yeah, it's garbage. Or, or, or a, a, stop a, a talking, plan. MJ. It's garbage. Bland yes. Or other. It's not hot. Yes. Frank's Red yes. Hot. Yes. I use neither. Will um usually so uh somebody make a note. I have no opinion. <laughs> okay. All right. And then finally, uh Rodrigo uh RSC spoken word asks pupusas or empanadas. Uh MJ, I'll throw this one to you first. Why me first? Because uh, I have so I okay, I'll throw I'll take it first. Listen, um bread wrapped around meat is like an amazing thing and whether it's goyas or um egg rolls or pierogies or pupusas or arepas or empanadas you can't go wrong with any of those things however um it's either arepas or egg rolls or pierogies for me honestly arepas from Venezuela or Colombia are very similar to the pupusas from El Salvador or Honduras. Very similar. But yeah, I, I would take an arepa over, over either. As much as I love everything in the dumpling family, which empanadas are considered in that dumpling family, because they're deep fried dough, and I'm not a big deep fried person, uh, I would rather probably have the pupusa. Just... I cannot make a meaningful choice without having one of each of these 
in each of my hands and taking one bite and then another bite and rotating until both are gone. And then, I mean, that's a, that's a meaningful statistic. Also, you need a pretty large sample size. So let's make it a part. <laughs> all right. That's Got like the worst answer. We go Latin American food days on you. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Quick update. Yeah. Don't, Quick update. don't. Lampard, I was totally mistaking him for Hazard. Oh, that's a big difference. Hazard. Hazard. Yeah. yeah. That's a no big way. difference. No way. All right. Well, we'll let Rodrigo know. I'm guessing he's not going to listen to the podcast. So I'll let him know he, to listen no. to the very, the very, very end. He can skip to like the uh, 85th <laughs> minute or whatever of the podcast. Um, all right. Please rate and review our podcast wherever you get it. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Daves I know at T-D-I-K-M-N on Twitter at Texas Zeller at MJ Matsui at Jessica one four four zero eight three nine nine or two just got her jersey. She's going to she's going to rock it on Wednesday. No, my cousin's going to rock it on oh, Wednesday. No, she's not. <laughs> All right. Um, next time we're in town, uh, maybe or maybe she rocks it on Sunday at the, the FC Dallas game at Blackheart. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. Jess rocks that jersey. Come for the uh, debut. On Sunday at the Blackheart at 6, at 6 p.m. Um, we have been the day you know. This is the day. I can't do nothing at all. Long as you do yours, land here become feet, cunt. Yeah, uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing, do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. We, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.